0: in this show we explore all things intimate i believe that our sexual energy is life force a tsunami of lubrication it is an anami tsunami There is so much talk about the new normal these days, and I agree, there ought to be a new normal. Here is the new normal of wetness for a number of women who have taken my salons, says Joanne. And she's actually the person who really coined this term, this beautiful, beautiful adjective. An increase in wetness to tsunami proportions. From Emily, I am wet, 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 100% wetter. I had foolishly started to believe that with menopause at 51, there would come dryness. Silly, Emily. From Kyra, I am now wet, wet, wet and never use any lubrication. This is post-menopause. From Tanya, I love my constantly gushing pussy and I love, love, love having sex and or self-pleasuring daily. Yes, yes, and yes. Yes. And from Jen, my pussy is so flippin' wet all the time and I made myself squirt. It's double wetness, bonus points for Jen. Lauren says, I am wet just from being in the same room as my partner. And this is actually one of the great barometers that I look for is that women become wet just from hearing the sound of their lover's voice, right? They don't even need the touch part. I mean, sure, we can all use some touch, but that you're so responsive and your pussy is so open and receptive that you are gushing with wetness and excitement even prior to being touched. So if you've followed my work for any length of time, you know that one of my cardinal rules is no lube for women, nada. Nada none in my work as a holistic sex and relationship coach my goal is to reconnect people to the innate power and pleasure of their bodies the underlying belief here is that i see all people as capable of reaching astronomical orgasmic places These feats are not just reserved for a select few, they are the domain of every human. The Anami guarantee is that all people can. So yes, all women at whatever stage of their lives are capable of producing their own natural lubrication. All of them. Yep, even if a woman is pregnant or she's just had a baby or she's menopausal or postmenopausal or she's 85. Yeah, all of them. The governing belief, on the contrary, of the allopathic approach, which would and does happily dispense artificial lubrication and touts it as a girl's best friend, is that women's bodies are inherently damaged and non functional. And praise be, it's only the expert hand and prescription pad of the pre like doctor who is the intermediary between you and your body just as the priest mediates between you and god who can solve your problems you little girl just aren't capable insert head pat here patronizing head pat so in my work i look at the body and i encourage everyone studying my work too as a message giver If it is giving us a message of less than optimal functioning, let's ask why. What is the body or the psyche trying to tell us via the body? For women, lubrication is all about flow. How much flow do you have in your life? Do you go with the flow? Are you open to the flow of life? Or do you try and interfere and control the flow incessantly? Do you live your life in trust and in openness or in fear and defensiveness? All of that will reflect in your body, your vagina, and the state of your lubrication. Apart from this overarching idea of flow, there are two main components to wetness. The first is emotional, and the second is physical. So let's talk about the emotional piece. So this is all about connection. How connected are you to your body, your vagina, your overall self, and your partner? Because the idea of being in tune with and honoring the body is so minimized and totally discouraged and denied by the medical establishment, no one ever considers that there might be a relationship between all of these things and the responsiveness of a woman's vagina. One of the common examples I often give is that let's say a woman has an argument with her partner at breakfast. The day goes on and they don't fully resolve the issue. There are still unspoken thoughts, ideas, feelings, and tension between them. These things don't disappear. Even though we might try and sweep them under the rug, they will always show up in our beds and in our bodies. So even with all of this debris hanging in the ethers, the couple tries to ignore it and have sex that night. There is a very good chance that she won't be wet. He may not be as hard or he may come very quickly and she probably won't come at all. Our bodies are barometers and we have been so conditioned to dissociate our mind and emotions from our bodily signals that most people simply will not see these relationships until I tell them to look. You know, normally they will just start to rationalize and internalize all of the bullshit that Western medicine tries to pawn on us. Like, oh, it's just because you're a woman of a certain age or because it's the month of February or whatever external reason they give as to why you can't have power and control over your own body. I spoke heavily about this idea of power and responsibility in last week's kickoff podcast episode on new world orgasm and the laws of cause and effect. So who is in control? Who are you letting be in control of you? And do you believe that you have dominion over your own body? So the bigger, better, wetter questions to be asking are how connected are you to your own body? Are you comfortable in your own skin? Are you shy about being naked or about people seeing certain body parts of yours? How connected are you to your sexual self? Most people are very dissociated. It's nearly impossible to come through this culture we live in and not have some kind of sexual wounding or false beliefs absorbed. How connected are you to your vagina? Most vaginas are numb because they've never been properly exercised or even pleasured, and they have rarely experienced the plethora of internal, vaginal, life-changing orgasms available to them. And then how connected are you to your partner? As with the example I gave earlier, if there is any kind of residue in the space between you, it will show up in bed and in your body. I guarantee it. The flow in your life and relationship is cultivated via an ongoing process of feng shui, clearing out the old and the not useful anymore and optimizing the space for the most free movement and expression of energy to flow so all of my salons address these issues how to quantum leap this inner excavation and illumination and most quickly get to the state of high functioning uber high functioning the land and the reality of multi vaginally orgasmic women with oceans of lube and ejaculate this is the new normal this can be your new normal It's the new normal for Becca, who is today's well-fucked all-star, and we will be speaking with her shortly. Firstly, though, let's talk about any possible physical reasons for not lubricating naturally, and this will be fast because there are only two. (laughs) I know that you are probably thinking, oh yeah, hormones and babies and menopause. Nope, none of these things. The only physical reasons for not being wet, 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 wetter than wet are One, not being turned on, and two, having a weak vagina. So for the first one, can you imagine that? That if wetness is the sign of turn-on and a woman isn't wet, it might be that she's not actually turned on? Nah, there can be any relationship there. Obviously, I'm being as facetious as can be, but this is actually the logic most women are given by medical doctors. Your sign of being aroused has nothing to do with you being aroused huh? Yeah, look, those dumb fucks are an embarrassment to themselves. Breaking news! When a woman is turned on, she's wet. You're kidding me! Really? Wow, what an amazing thought. So let's say we indulge this crazy line of thinking. Perhaps a woman just isn't turned on. A major part of the problem is that women have had this bread into them for millennia this idea or at least centuries that they ought to override their bodies disregard their own lack of desire and simply accommodate instead of listening to their vaginas does she need more foreplay more oral stimulation does she want her breasts played with or maybe have a yodi massage a week for the next six weeks if she's turned on and she wants you inside of her and all of the other space is clear between you she will be wet wet as a tsunami but wait, there's more. So there is one other physical factor, and that is having a numb vagina. The biggest physical impact that you can have on increasing your lubrication to tsunami proportions is having a jade egg. Circulation equals lubrication, and most women have never exercised their genitals. For years, they have been given the poor, useless, diluted Kegel exercise and recipe for future surgery from a underfucked and sexually experienced ob-gyn which is the majority of them so until a few years ago when me and my vagina began traveling around the world lifting objects indigenous to various regions To show people the power of what the vagina could actually do and was meant to do, like shoot, shoot ping pong balls, which is the normal healthy baseline for all vaginas on the planet. So up until then, most people had never even heard of a jade egg, let alone know what to do with it or how to properly exercise their vaginas. So the action of using a yoni egg with exercises is the closest to the original iteration of the Kegel exercise, which Dr. Kegel came up with in 1947. This diluted abomination version of randomly flapping your vagina in the wind with no object inside of it is not the exercise that Dr. Kegel created. His version that immediately had a 90% success rate with urinary incontinence involved placing a device inside the vagina, which was called a Kegel Perineometer, which was there to create resistance and give feedback, just like you would with a weightlifting practice. Airlifting doesn't get you very far and that's where the jade egg comes in so these muscle exercises actually generate oxygen and blood flow which da, 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 creates lubrication and the way that i teach the jade egg which is a unification of mind body spirit and vagina in a multi-dimensional approach then we have healing and integration on all these levels as well which then amplifies the physical power and progress of the egg work. When all of my work is about working on all these different levels, because one level on its own, especially just doing something physically, isn't enough. So in doing this, a woman can truly reclaim her vaginal, orgasmic, and sexual power. We have countless stories. Some of those ones that I was reading out earlier are from our love letters slash reviews page on Kiminomi.com, where we highlight post-childbirth, menopausal women, people who just thought that all was lost and they found it again in their vaginas and so can you so here we now have our well-fucked all-star Becca who's going to share about her lubrication and well-fucked tsunami journey well-fucked all-stars hello Becca thank you for being here hi Kim I'm so happy to be here thank you for having me So Becca is another one of our all-star tsunami of lubrication women. And so I'd love to share with everybody some of your journey and how you came to be this um, profuse lubricator and yeah, how did that happen for you?
1: Well, I don't think anyone is more surprised than I am that I am that I am one of those women and and I am and that's really it's really exciting because I you know I um, was definitely someone who most of my life was not did not consider myself to be sexual that was not how anyone would describe me as you know sexy or sexual or sensual um, I, uh, you know, I, I have a history and, you know, unfortunately, like a lot of people, I have a background in um, some sexual abuse and assault and trauma as a younger woman. Um, as I got a little bit older, I had a really high risk, challenging pregnancy that turned into a emergency C-section, um, followed a couple of years later by a really painful uh, separation and divorce. And honestly, I had never been that sexual through all of that, which seemed pretty legitimate to me. And then after the divorce, I was like, well, I'm done. I'm gonna raise my son, and I'm gonna be done. Um, done with what and relationships?
0: And half- <laughs> you mean? Done with
1: just done. Done with you know sex. Done with men. Done with relationships. Yeah. Just yeah. you know done putting myself out there. You right. know, yeah. Um. And so you know, I had about two and a half years of, and a lot of it was grieving from from all of it. You know, grieving and just really having that alone time, that celibate time, which I think is sometimes really important. Yeah. Because then, yeah, and so then I, I, but I had a realization one day, I was, you know, I had just recently turned uh, 35, you know, mid 30s, and I just had this moment that was like, I'm not, I'm not done yet. I'm not ready to be done yet. Like, I really want to. Give this a shot. You know, my whole life I'd heard women talking about how much they love sex and enjoyed sex. And, you know, I was like, maybe that's available to me. Maybe it's not. But I'm like, at least gonna give it a good, you know, a good try before I completely give up.
0: Amazing. Um, Yeah, I'm so glad that you did.
1: Well, and again, that was what I when I found you, you know, that was part of how I, I found you was because I started doing, you know, my own deep inner work and looking at the trauma and the wounds and starting to take better care of my body and um, being open to connecting, you know, with someone who, you know, wanted to be and I that I love the way you phrase, you know, the conscious monogamy, you talk about that so much. And, and that's so important. That's been so important as someone coming from from trauma um and and yeah so opening i uh, just that that willingness and opening trying to be honest it just it uh you know it didn't happen overnight but it was definitely the opening of the floodgates the breaking of the dam and you know if you would have told me 2 years ago i would experience the the level of arousal and lubrication and wetness i would have i would have thought you were insane
0: <laughs> that's amazing so how did you see that unfold for you? So it sounds like you'd already started to do some of your own inner work and recognize that you had some trauma that needed healing. And then how did that translate? So you did some egg work and then you took the Well-Fucked Woman Salon. So how did you notice things shift, let's say, in your relationship with your vagina and your lubrication? Like, were you somebody who used to use artificial lubricant or, you know, have this story that, like, it's totally normal to do that, right? And that not all women produce natural lubricant or just having a lube, bottle beside your bed on your bedside table is like, you know, good, healthy sexual practice or whatnot. So where, what was your evolution there?
1: Yeah. I mean, like I, it's interesting you talk about like my relationship with my vagina because like we didn't have one, you know, we, we didn't have one. I was disconnected from that. Um, from a very early age, and even when I, you know, when I was younger, before I um, got pregnant, I I did practice, like, um, natural rhythm, and I followed my cycles and all of that, but it was a very sort of almost, like, clinical checking of things, you know, like, I wanted to make sure I was healthy. Health and wellness were really important to me, but there was definitely a disconnect, Um, so, like, I would notice, like, around my ovulation that things, you know, seemed a little more lubricated, but other than that, there was never really any noticeable, juiciness um and then even during sex again, like, i i honestly found sex kind of painful you know and a lot of that was a lack of of lubrication or if it would start out that way it wouldn't end that way and again i thought that was totally normal i thought that was how i was um and again i'm very pleased that that's not true and so once i did start doing the work and connecting. And I, I've really loved um, in so many of your your blogs and posts and stuff, you talk about the importance of self-massage and self-love and self-pleasuring. And just simply starting to do that, like I just started noticing because I was having this relationship with my vagina and that, that wasn't just like, okay, let me make sure you're clean, right? Do or whatnot, it was like, what's going on in there? You know, what's what's happening? And just that little bit of attention you know, I started to notice a difference um, in sensitivity and awareness. And once I really got into, um, and then, you know, you, you talk about this again so, so amazingly, the link between, you know, that psychological work, that inner work, and then the work we do in the bedroom. And as I committed to both, it really was really a big shift. I started to notice um, again, like that there was, there was plenty of lubrication. Uh, there, was, there was just no shortage of it. I mean, I, we, I don't think we've ever had to reach for something outside of, out of that. Um, and, and it just got more and more so. Like it started to get pretty ridiculous, Kim. Like pretty much anytime I'm going to the bedroom, there's gotta be at least three beach towels on the bed. Like, At least. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's and it actually sometimes, like, I kind of, like, jokingly get embarrassed because I just think about, you know, my partner or something, and she just starts, like, dripping down my leg, right? Like, um, and just even just a little bit of, like, attention. Like, when I do the yoni massage, like, the second, like, there's any attention there, she just, like, she just kind of, like, I don't know, like, it's, like, this, she kind of like swells and juices up. I mean, it's so interesting the difference in that relationship, and I, you know, and again, it's a little funny to try to describe that. Um, you're describing it really well
0: no you are because it's very common like especially for someone coming with a history of trauma or sexual abuse and simply growing up in our very sexually dysfunctional culture right that all gets internalized into the vagina as dissociation and numbness and disconnection so very few women have a healthy or even a relationship with their vaginas and you know like i said and for sure even more so when there's more trauma layered on top of it so that. lack of connection is pretty typical and um but to how to do the work and then generate that relationship and feel that connection and then that starts to manifest in the aliveness of sensation and sentience and articulation and flow with lubrication right where the lubrication becomes this very clear indication of arousal of consciousness of presence of wanting someone to enter right it's funny how like I talked earlier in the pre-recording for this, my segment about how, you know, oh my gosh, like we've, like, really? Do you think that a woman being wet is a sign of arousal? Like we've, like the whole Western allopathic (laughs) mindset, like there's no relationship between a woman being wet and is that being an indication of arousal, right? Like there's, why would we have that connection? Like it's so ridiculous to me. And yet that's really the, the logic that's applied to this, right? So it's totally, of course, he would use lubrication or take hormones or whatever it would be, right? Rather than assume that we can cultivate this from within, both within the vagina physically and then within emotionally and energetically.
1: Yeah no absolutely and it's it's interesting again you you know you talk so much about the western model and it's funny cuz it goes goes both ways like i actually was just thinking the other day there's still that even with all the work i've done with you and all the work i've done on myself there's still this part of me that when we are juicy when we are lubricated that wonders if something's wrong right like i had oh. a, again i was like you know what i mean cuz we're so it's not it's not taught to be like you said it's like being you know being wet is associated with arousal being wet is associated with pleasure in that way so it's like I had this moment again it was one of those times where I just you know thought of something sexual and she kind of like swelled up and started you know dripping and I I have that moment of like I hope I hope nothing's wrong right (laughs) I hope nothing's wrong with me
0: (laughs) how crazy is that that like the most healthy expression (laughs) is so abnormal right like as in not the norm for most people not abnormal as in not You know, it's it's actually the more natural way of things that we have actually question it. And I've had that throughout my work of running salons where people email me and they're they're like, "I feel insatiable. I want to have sex all the time. Is this okay? Like, is something wrong with me?" And I always love those emails, right? The "Is this okay?" email because they can't believe the difference and how extreme things have become, or just like I would say, normal, right? It's just that we live in a culture with the normalization of dysfunction and so normal healthy voracious tsunami sexuality seems abnormal because it's just unusual but it's actually the norm it's what every woman is capable every person is capable of having so you had said something earlier when we were speaking before the call about the like you'd healed the blockage that had helped that had really helped kind of created a tightness in you and then led to more deep surrender so describe that for me because i speak so much about how these internal pieces of you know beliefs or past experiences or traumas contribute to physical blockages right <laughs> and then as we we find them and we excavate them and we heal and transform them there is then a noticeable visible shift within or you know feeling uh, experience in the body so I'd love you to share on that yeah
1: no thank you I I'm, I'm happy to because I'm I'm so grateful that that it happened, you know, because again, in our culture, with 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 my history, which unfortunately is way more common than not yeah. for people to have assault and trauma and traumatic pregnancies and and all of that, um, I realized that you know at the root of all of this was that deep lack of trust, um, not just in men, right, quote unquote, or partners or others, but you know, also in myself too. Um, not trusting my body, my body that, you know, and and again, because this is cultural conditioning, my body that hadn't protected me in times of trauma or hadn't, you know, had Mm. the baby the way it was supposed to. And this deep, you know, that deep lack of trust. And I, you know, again, I made that decision, you know, specifically through a lot of the work I was doing with you of like, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. You know, I'm going to trust my body. I'm going to trust my vagina. Like I'm going to trust my partner. And that, and you talk, you know, and I love it every time you post and write and talk about how important surrender is, how important that trust is, how important that vulnerability is. That's really it, you know, and there's not like a perfect way to do it. It's just committing over and over to trying to do it. And again, committing over and over to trying to do it really did, you know, break down that dam. It really, that had been built up over all these years that I had no idea was there. It just opened up the, the floodgates. And sometimes that means means, you know, not only is my vagina wet, but I'm, I'm crying, you know, like right. all of that emotional sensation, all of that. And, and it was so interesting is that we are in such a crazy time as a culture and it's so easy again to feel like, oh, well, you know, sex won't be good or I shouldn't be aroused or I shouldn't be sexual right now. But like that has been such a place of healing. And even on the days where I'm like, I'm so stressed out, you know, I'm trying to homeschool my son. I'm trying to do all of these things. But when I get into that face she is she's ready to go she's ready to work it out she's ready to (sighs) surf those waves and and just again and you spoke about that insatiableness which just and it resets you know and you speak about that too about how that that vaginal you know sentience like resets our our system and our body and it allows us to continue to to show up you know to show up juicy and present and you know people talk a lot about in the, the health and well-being about you know filling your own cup first um before you give to others and honestly give like since doing a lot of this work it's like and it's actually like a probably it's probably not a very good reference but did you ever did you see the scene in harry potter where like they're trying to get the this thing and so they're they're trying to get like this this spell and they there's this um fountain that keeps filling up with water so they can't get to <laughs> they can't get to it. But like, and so it's not really good in the story, but like in me, that's how it feels like, like life is continuing to try to like dry us up and take it away. But she's just like, no, I'm going to keep refilling. I'm going to keep refilling. It's like this endless, endless well of, 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 you know, of transformation, of healing, of pleasure, of, um, of trust, right. Of surrender. Uh, that's, again, probably not a great, you know, sexy, sexy reference. Oh, it but is. Like- I <laughs>
0: love, I'm loving all of these water, flood, flow metaphors. That is fantastic. That is actually the, a wonderful an example, um, an analogy. I totally love it. The endless, constantly reflowing, refurbishing, endless wetness, infinite. That's fantastic. And I love that you referenced also like being your vagina your sexual energy being the sanctuary so in the midst of all of this chaos and you know all of this stuff that's going on in the world this upheaval that you can come back to this place and your vagina is there for you right you've nurtured that relationship you've cultivated it and it's there to support you and to propel you in your life and so you know give you this power because you've given this openness and trust to it so that's all so beautiful to hear and I wonder, so because in the metaphors that I talk about, so all of these beautiful concepts of flow and water and the floodgates and the downbreaking, how would you say that that translates into your daily life in terms of flow, like this concept of going with the flow, being part of the flow? You mentioned earlier your process of learning more to trust and surrender. So how do you see that now in terms of your relationship with life and let's say the flow of life?
1: That, I mean again, that's you know such a great question. and it absolutely does connect to that. I mean, I, I have seen a, you know, it is a quantifiable relationship between the, you know spending that time and cultivating the relationship with my vagina and my relationship in the bedroom and and in my life. you know this this year for so many people has been so so crazy and continuing to be able to focus on my, you know my body and my sexuality and and all of that. Um, but it absolutely has, has been a, a way for me to stay calm. And I feel like, I feel like response, like my ability to respond because my vagina is so responsive now, yeah. you know, she's so responsive right. and I feel like that is that direct link is that rather than reacting to all of this craziness and adding to the chaos, there is that kind of fluid response of like, all right, hold on. Cause that's, you know, and that's, you know, it's kind of funny. I. I have I have this relationship with my vagina now where she is me, of course, but she's also her. She and I love that you spoke about that, the sentience, right? So they, they take on their own yeah. their own sentience and and when in the bedroom, like she is, you know, she's wet and she's ready, but I can't force her to do anything. I can't make her have orgasms. I can't make her do that. You know, she has we have to be in the space, we have to be in the state. And And that kind of goes into the rest of my life where it's like, I know I can't control the people outside of me. I can't force them to do anything. Um, And so I can respond. I can listen. I can pause. Um, You talk so much about breath. I can breathe the same way I do, you know, when I'm doing my self-pleasuring or doing my connection, which is such an important practice. Like I can breathe with her. And then that translates into just being able to to respond and breathe as all these things come up right because when we are already like connected to the waters the ocean the waves you know all these you know like you said these beautiful juicy metaphors like that just that carries into life because that's what life is it's these waves that come and go and it's it's like we're already cruising on them you know like our vaginas have already prepared us to ride them so yeah it's just I feel like my ability to respond has has been probably one of the the, the big the bigger gifts outside of the bedroom and that personal relationship is um yeah I just I respond in a totally different way to my life and to the events that happen
0: you are pretty masterful with the metaphor you just use the phrase fluid response which is such a beautiful like multi-meaning phrase to apply to this right like the ability to be agile and wet in your responses like that's just. Fantastic, so it's wonderful to hear because I, you know how I always talk about the relationship between your sex life and your genitals and your outer life. And when you start to really connect and activate the, the, your sexual powers and your genitals and bring life and awareness and, yes, sentience to them, then all of those things start to flow out into your daily life and your expression changes and your relationship with life changes because your relationship to your self and your genitals has changed so you how about the financial flow did you notice any correlation with that
1: yes and i continue to be amazed at that um during this last year with the pandemic and having done wfw you know i had a lot of big changes my my job of almost 16 years dissolved because of the pandemic there's been a lot of i I had to move and and yet it's continued to flow. I've had support come in, unexpected last minute, um, support come in, you know, work and jobs and clients continue to come in. And again, it's it's been like magic to me, that that connection, because in a time where there has been so much loss and upheaval, like I've been able to, you know, stay uh, above water, right? Continue with our water metaphor, like above water. Um, you know from this and it has like I absolutely you know think that there is a direct correlation to that flow in the vagina and the flow with the finances and relationships and work and the quality of work and relationships so um, it is I mean again if, if any you know if anyone else is really struggling with that right now like again give it a try because for me it has made a it has made a big difference in also just trusting that even in the days and weeks where my, money stuff is scary like having that deep trust that we'll be okay and we're taken care of and that there is that sort of sanctuary um in my space and that has continued to be
0: to be true absolutely definitely definitely a connection so yeah i I love how you're describing all of these things so is there anything else that you'd like to touch on with relating to your lubrication journey or your sexual orgasmic journey in general
1: well, I just, you know, based kind of what you were just saying, I just, I want to say that like this work, it seems like magic. Like you were saying, like it seen, it does seem like there's this sort of magic quality to that. Like, cause I remember when I first started diving into this and working with you and reading your blogs and stuff, you would talk about like, if you connect to your vagina and your sexuality, it's going to affect everything in your life. And I was like, how is that possible? Like, how can that be possible? But it, it is, and it's possible like like magic, like the way it changes the dynamic, the relationship, the workflow, I mean, the fl- the flow into anything. And I think that's really important because I didn't believe it and i spent the you know the first you know big portion of my life totally disconnected from that and and even just putting in you know a few minutes a day whether that is you know journaling about whatever you know mental stuff is happening or a few minutes of the the breast or the yoni massage you know whatever that is you know taking the the time to consciously connect with myself and you know with my partner and with my life like it really it's it is profoundly magical and and I, and I don't, you know, and I don't say that in the sense that like, you know, it has to be some kind of like special thing that can only happen to, to certain people because it really is magic the way it can happen. I think for anybody, because if it can happen mm. for me with my history and my life and all of that, like I, you know, I feel so confident that that's available to, to other people and, and you, you make that available and you are like pure, you know, magic, Kim, like everything you say, everything you do, you've just so profoundly affected my life and my relationship and my connection with myself. And I'm just, I just really want to say that I'm so grateful that you are out here and you are teaching and sharing and, you know, like, because again, the the world just needs more, more juicy vaginas right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Fluidly responding, juicy vaginas. Absolutely. I love all of that. Um, what about your experience with the jade egg? Like, how would you specifically relate that, or any like epiphanies, or like, how did that help your transformation?
1: Thank you. I I love the jade egg, and I you are your you know work is the only person I've ever been willing to trust enough to insert something into my vagina. <laughs> um, you know, because I was nervous about it with my history and everything, but as I started doing the work, as I started connecting more, I realized that there were some some blocks and some limitations and disconnections that I needed to work through on my own. And it had to be through like a conscious contact with my vagina. And I love crystals. I love um, the energy of jade. I love how, you know, you describe that. And it really has been, um, and that's a relationship in itself. Like I have a relationship with the jade egg and the jade egg has a relationship with my vagina and we all have our relationship. but that absolutely has, I, I got to work through fears I had around my own body working with inserting it and the different practices and exercises and just being with it. And again, building confidence and awareness, um, in my, in my vagina. And, uh, it absolutely has increased lubrication, you know, from the beginning, like as soon as I, you know, I would notice, you know, how my body would respond once it felt the egg. And once the egg was in there and the awareness the egg has brought and it's so it's so interesting you know the timing of this i was just um telling my partner that when i first started the jade work i could only feel like the front like the first part like the front part of my um vagina and now after you know, and I've had a committed relationship with the jade egg for a couple of years. And it is, it's a, it's a practice that I I turn to every week, at least a few times a week, I can now sense and feel into the back part of my body. Like, I really feel like now I have this awareness of my whole vagina, my whole, you know, this, this whole area of my body that I've been so disconnected from. And I think that has been why um, the wetness has increased. I mean, really every Every week, every month, the wetness increases more and more. And the lubrication and the arousal and the response, and because the jade egg is something again, I do every week. I absolutely feel like that has awakened and um, toned and transformed my my awareness of, of my body, and of course her, you know, her um, capacity as well, because she's all fit and toned from her jade egg. Right. <laughs>
0: Right. Yes. And how about the impact on your orgasms? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I That's could talk the about answer right there. Listen to that laugh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> the orgasms are better than ever, and they are intense and they are deep and They have a life of their own, too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That they it really is is amazing. And I I, I always I kind of joke privately that, you know, you save the world like one orgasm at a time. Like Kimonami Uh. saves the world one orgasm (laughs) at a time. (laughs) I just want to keep going because the evolution and the transformation and the awakenings and the wetness, right, have increased so much that I just, you know, I want to keep going. I want to keep evolving because this does feel like a journey that especially as women, because our bodies do change, you know, they do change every day, every month, every year. Like I want to continue to evolve with this because it just keeps getting better, Kim. It just keeps getting better.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. That is wonderful to hear. And I'm so happy for you. Thank you for being so open and sharing your journey so that you can act as an inspiration for others to come after you.
1: I am so happy to be here again and I just I adore you and everything you do thank you so much
0: That was amazing. I love to be able to share these more in-depth stories with you because the whole point of this all-star segment that we do is to let you know that it's possible for everybody, right? I can share about my experiences, but to have you listen to someone who's been where you are and made the shift and the transformation, even though it might seem impossible from where you might be, is they are serving as beacons of light and i'm so excited to be able to have them come on starter exercise for you that you can do with or without an egg thank you so much for listening if you haven't already subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them We'll be back next week and in the meantime, many happy orgasms.